Yeah. What's it like? Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ear Buddies. I am Ian Meyer, joined, per usual, by the purveyor of jugs himself, Scott El Guchador Kraus. What's up, Scott? What's up, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Make a, I'm just going to make a quick plug here. <laughs> uh, we got a special request from Nadia. She's helping plan this 10-year high school reunion uh, for the high school that we both went to. Yeah, it's coming up uh, June 7th, so... If you went, if you happen to have gone to Del Campo uh, High School in Fair Oaks, California, it's going to be at Drake's the Barn. <laughs> if you live in uh, New Zealand or Sweden, uh, disregard. <laughs> oh, don't isolate them like that. <laughs> Why? I, I was making a joke. I don't know. <laughs> but shouts out to our listeners in, in New Zealand and Sweden for real. <laughs> okay. No, but for real though, sup guys. So this episode is brought brought to you by the Del Campo High School Reunion. <laughs> 10 years. Class of 09. Class of 09, Drake's the Barn. Bring your bring your party hat. Uh yeah, and I just found out that it is on the day of a concert that I really want to go to. Mm-hmm. A band I like is playing in uh San Francisco on the 6th and then they're playing in Reno on the 7th, and so I'm like, okay, do I want to go to San Francisco? pay all the tolls and fees and shit and parking to, and then be able to make it to the reunion or do I want to go to the concert and just skip the reunion and yeah. not have to pay tolls or fees or and shit. I think I know where you lie, but I will. I'm like 50 50 right now. Oh, I didn't okay. really, I didn't really have any uh, desire to go to the reunion. I don't know why. I think it just hasn't I'm, been long okay. enough. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll let you think about it. I'm not your mom. We'll see what happens. But uh, speaking of, I, I don't know. I feel like the band that we're we're covering today is a very like uh, youthful. At least they started out as like high school kids. Then we all. That was <laughs> really sloppy segue. That's where we all start. So we're what are we talking about today? Today we're here to talk about the latest release from the band American Football, just titled LP3, because they don't name their albums, huh? Just uh, one, two, three? Well, I mean, they only had one album for several years, uh, LP1, but it was just American Football to everybody. Yeah. Came out in 99? Uh, sounds about right. Hold on. Fact check it, bitch. Yeah, 1999. And then they didn't release LP2 until 2016. So it was this band has reunited, and now they're uh, they're they're pumping them out, as you will. Um, Were they pretty recognized for that first album back in '99? Yes. So was um, it regarded pretty ve- highly? Very highly regarded, actually. Yeah, it's one of the probably the one of the highest regarded emo albums, something in the emo hmm. genre. The main vocalist, Mike Kinsella, is. Uh, Part of I would consider emo, like a, a an emo bloodline that's like royalty. The Kinsellas. Hmm. There's Mike and Tim and Nate, uh, and forgive me if I'm forgetting another Kinsella. But there's like a you could draw like a map of all the emo bands, like influential emo bands that you know. It all started with Cap and Jazz, like Cap and Crunch, Cap and Jazz, 
Um, I, I, I made you listen to some of this stuff, but this band, uh, Cap and Jazz, was a very influential emo band, and it kind of split off into a couple directions. Like, um, th- there's a lot of projects throughout these between these three brothers. It's good to know. So even that aside, so the the Amer- LP one American Football was very different than their other output. Yeah, because it. I mean, it's strange. They just put out an album that people really liked, and then just stopped for almost 10 over 10 years yeah but i mean it's neat they went on and just did like quote regular stuff right had families and yeah i think they they did lp1 when they were pretty young um i don't know how young but so so lp1 was kind of one of those albums that it's a cult classic so it's got a very iconic cover it's got the um, um, big americ and then underneath it's got the and football yeah, <laughs> and then uh, that green house with the one window—it's—it's it's like um, it has kind of become a meme. Actually, it's been so—it's so popular and so well. It's like a legendary emo album, and I think the reason for that is it's very—it has this energy about it that's very like um, like youthful suburban heartbreak and just like uh, simple problems and. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it kind of it was different than other emo albums. Uh, this album had kind of like a post rock thing going on. Interesting. Uh, which they have expanded on. Actually, they released LP two two thousand sixteen. I bought that on tape, and um, I don't know where my tape is, but very forgettable album for me. Really, I don't remember anything about it. I played it a lot, and then I'm just like, the more I played it, the more I was like disappointed by it. It was a big deal when it came out. I was pretty hyped because I was really into LP One uh, when it uh-huh. dropped. I own LP One on vinyl, and I'm you know I'm a fan of that album. Um, but yeah, the announcing that they were coming back, it didn't feel genuine. You know, uh-huh. it's one of those reunions where it's like I don't know. But LP Three is what we're reviewing today, and I think that they've made some big strides. So I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I didn't know i knew the band's name i didn't know anything about them going into this uh-huh. uh which i guess is a common theme for some of the things that we review that's fine yeah <laughs> i went back and, and listened to some of their their discography the other two albums we'll say i think that this album is way ahead of the other ones yeah i think this one kind of takes a steamy dump on the other two a lot of I've seen people make that comment. Like a lot of people are saying, "Wow, I like LP three more than LP one," which is something that I completely understand. It's it's a very different album. It's a much more uh, mature album, and it's layered. It's it, there's a lot more subtlety to it. LP one, I think LP one. As I'm getting older, I'm. It's not. I think it's a little overrated. To be mm. perfectly honest, I, I do love two songs off that album, and then I'll just kind of skip around. Never meant and uh, honestly are my two favorites that I'll, I'll play every once in a while. But gotcha. I, I kind of outgrew that album. This is kind of, I think LP three is like okay, we're all <clears throat> adults now, and it's like a it's a logical step for them as like yeah adult men. But uh, before we get too deep into this, I I feel like. Uh, I, I feel like bringing snacks every time now. So, <laughs> yes, a new uh, snack review with Scott. I, so I went to this island uh, market 
It's Samoan, Fiji, Indian. I don't know. I found these. They're UFOs, burger flavored mm. snacks. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> what what kind of snack are they? Like a like a chip? Are they like a like a combo type thing? Are they? We'll find out. I have a feeling that they're like those things you get from like Mexican markets that are like wheat crisps. Wheat crisps. Gordos. Uh-huh. I don't know what they're called. But anyway. It says unusually UFOs, unusually flavored objects. So ah, well, let's check out these objects. He's opening up now. We'll see. It's a cool bag, actually. Let me let me see where it's made. Oh yeah, it's made in Fiji. Made in Fiji, huh? Yeah. The bag, it's intense. It's chrome. There's uh, flames coming off of an object. The flames are all red and yellow, shiny. It looks chromey. like a old, like eighties style. Let me grab a couple. Well, all right. Well, we just fucked the recording. Okay, I yeah. fucked the recording a little bit, so we're so let's uh, let's re-review these. Let's re-review here. these. Pretend like you never ate these before. All right. Scott handed these over to me. Here's what happened. I took them. Do I have to spill two on the ground again? Yes. All right. The more I eat, well, do your initial review that people, well, people won't they are hear yet. An unusually flavored object, and I made a fucking golden joke about how burger flavored snacks flavored is spelled F L A V O U R E D. The O U that was a joke. Was nice. I don't know. It was it was funny. And something happened, and it was funny. <laughs> You're too high, bro. I said. Okay, I emphasized the R to reiterate. Oh, that's right. And then I said, oh, yeah, that's weird that I emphasized the R as if that's the weird letter in that word. That's right. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's like... Nailed it again. It's like uh, reliving the past. <clears throat> anyway, so what would you rate these out of uh, Bigfoot dicks? Bigfoot dicks. That's right. As soon as you said Bigfoot the first time, before we realized that I fucked up the recording... The next word I was thinking was dicks. Yeah. I don't think that makes us good people. Uh, I would rate these... Does it make us bad people? Out of 10 Bigfoot dicks? Yeah. Out of 10 big foot dicks? Or out of 10 Bigfoot dicks? Foot dicks? Yeah, foot dicks. Like toes? (laughs) Like big foot dicks. I mean, I guess we kind of have 10 foot dicks. (laughs) They all have pink... (laughs) We do kind of have 10 foot dicks. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so out of ten, out of ten foot dicks, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this. Mm, <laughs> I'm gonna give it seven and a half foot dicks. You know, the more the more I eat these, the more they're like they're kind of giving me like a hamburger helper vibe. I don't know. I don't really get any sort of hamburger thing from them. Maybe it's just because I see the burger and I'm like looking for it. Would you give it? I gave it 7.5. Those aren't bad, actually. I'm going to give it an 8, actually. These are good. The more I was munching on, the better they were getting. Yeah, if I ever find myself in Fiji, I'll know where to where to go. Go dine at uh, this place. At the Goodman Fielder Factory. Yeah, go dine <laughs> at the factory and just <laughs> eat these. Put some sauce on them. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, I saw Endgame today. Oh, yeah. I was going to bring that up earlier, and then I didn't do that. How was that? I've been wanting to see that. 
Uh, it was good. I'd say it was good. I'm gonna keep this spoiler free. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about any spoilers or anything. But they did. I think they did a good job with it for what they were trying to do. Yeah, I think it was good. There was a kid next to me that was pissing me off throughout it because he kept talking to the person next to him, but he kept like gasping, like, <gasps> uh. and like every little thing, but like obnoxiously, and yeah. like just providing commentary at times, and it was like, all right. So I, I actually turned to him. He was a kid, but he wasn't like a little kid. He was like an age where he should fucking know better. Yeah. I turned to him and I was, all I said was just like, dude, chill. That was it. And then it, it calmed him down. George Costanza moment. That was it. And I, I saw the movie with, uh, Shane, friend of the podcast and his roommate. I don't know if I should say her name. Cause I don't know if she, she probably wouldn't care, but whatever. And so you didn't invite them. me. Uh, hmm. I didn't know you wanted to see it. Yeah, I saw the last one in theaters. Yeah, fuck, we fucked up. You know what? Talk to Shane though, because he might want to go see it again. All right. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Yeah. What the hell? I didn't. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you were just seeing it with your wife. I didn't want to impose. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't know you were into the Marvel movies. Actually, I'm not. But I saw the last one, <laughs> and that was okay. a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I wish I'd known that. <laughs> You almost have my apologies. Nah, sh- give me your apologies. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, Scott, I apologize for us not inviting you. So we saw that, and I told them about it afterward, and they were laughing. They're like, that's the coolest thing you could have said to him. Like, you could have been like, hey, I'm sorry, but you're talking a lot. I'm trying to watch the movie and this and that. But all it took was just, dude, chill. <laughs> <laughs> dude, chill. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Uh, that, that happened to me once. I remember when I saw the hangover, he was older than me though. It's some guy, but it was like, he was talking to the people on screen. Like he was <laughs> making observations like about what they're doing. He's just like, Oh man, that's a bad idea. Like, Oh, Oh Jesus. Dude, that's not right. Kind of <laughs> stuff like that. God, <laughs> just, God damn it. This is, I hate going to the movies and that's exactly why there's a select few like, I have to really, really want to see a movie to go to the theater and see it. I hate it. I wish I liked it. The movie-going experience is fucking bullshit to me, and I hate it. I love being in a theater and having the big screen and the big sound system. Beautiful. It's all the people there that I have to deal with that just piss me off. There's always one person that just fucks it up for me and just distracts me, does something to distract me throughout the movie i think it also kind of depends on what you're seeing you know yeah action movies it's not as bad because it's you know there's loud times so they can talk all they want if it's cranked up to an appropriate volume but yeah if you're watching something where there's some like intense scenes or emotional scenes and you got someone talking shut the fuck up well i mean like if you're seeing like uh if you're at the tower theater or like an old uh independent film theater you're gonna have smarter people there fair if you're seeing like (laughs) You know, any Marvel movie, you're going to have little kids Just or dumb, dumb people. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that getting into this too. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to let anybody ruin this movie for me. And it didn't ruin it for me, but it was just distracting. I just, I discovered that I love just putting on a movie at home, turning up the sound system a bit and just sitting there and just like watching it myself. All right. Or like with a friend, you know, like with Laney or something. I'll never watch a movie alone. Really? Yeah. I love watching movies alone. I like, 
I, I would watch a movie alone in a theater before, I think, by myself. Because I just distract myself too easily. I Yeah, it, de- it depends on the movie too. Because I will do that also. But it's like... Even then, if it's a movie, if, if it's a movie that I really have been wanting to see, and I'm at home and I'm like, yes, I'm gonna watch this, I can immerse myself. Even if I have to get up to go to the bathroom or something, I'm pausing it on my own time, doing everything on my own terms. But I, I try to like finish it so I can stay invested. Okay. Speaking of which, I watched The Predator. Have you seen The Predator? The new one. Yeah, it came out last year, I think. No, that looked bad though. It's really, really bad. Don't they have a dog predator? There's yes, two dog predators. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. It's entertaining, but it's like it's a comedy more yeah. than it's you know, the other predator movies are like supposed to be like intense. Yeah. It's got like um Jor or what's his name? Keegan Michael Key. Keegan yeah, Keegan yeah. Michael Key. Yeah. He's really good in it. And like Thomas Jane is in it. He's really good. So the main actor is trash. Olivia Munn is in it. She's really good, actually. And like uh, some of the actors aren't bad. It's just it's just a bad movie. It's not good. It's like there's too many little funny things. And a bunch of the people that die, everyone who dies. Oh, spoilers. Okay. Every, uh, spoilers. People die. Pe- spoilers. People die. I won't say who. But the people that do die. I would say like 90% of them die in really fucking stupid ways. Yeah. Just dumb. Like, come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. I'm never going to see it. That, that movie looked like really bad. I don't think anybody's going to get bent out of shape over spoilers for The Predator. I like The Predator movies. <laughs> I was just kidding. That's not a spoiler. I think people no, assume I know, that but people are going to die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's worth watching just for like an entertainment factor, but don't tr- expect to be invested really. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I saw a couple movies. Okay. Cool, news. Back so, to the album. So, yeah, let, let's uh, let's dive. Well, we kind of already started talking about LP3, but let's uh, let's formally let's formally get into it. LP3 from the Sh- Champaign-Urbana Quartet. Used to be a trio of uh, American football. It used to be a trio? Yeah, it was uh, Mike Kinsella, Steve Lamos... And Lamos, L- Lamos, I don't know. And uh, it was Steve, wasn't Steve Holmes. I, I'm looking at the wrong list here. Sorry, <laughs> one second. It, it okay. It started as Mike Kinsella, Steve Lamos, and Steve Holmes, and then they added Nate Kinsella. Ah, uh, uh, gotcha. Who's a who's a brother? One of the brothers. One of the brothers. And they all started in Cap and Jazz. I think they all took turns in that band, which. Great band. You listen to a little bit of that, right? A bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe was, not your thing, but. No. Yeah. Not my thing. Uh, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, go for it. I'm curious. Um, I was not that impressed. With the album overall? With the album overall. Yeah. I can see that these guys are talented. They're, they've, they've got some chops, but I learned through listening to this that I don't I don't like this type of music, actually. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mathy. It's kind of emo, uh, emo, kind of indie, and I don't like that combination. I don't like math rock in particular. I wouldn't call this math rock. It's what? not heavy math rock, but it's got some elements of it. Maybe not particular on this album, but it was. Yeah, it was even like listed. I think it's more. I would. I think this album's more post rock. It's it's crazy. Like 
the way it starts. So it starts silhouettes. This intro. This was one of my standouts, <clears throat> actually. This intro is like a tortoise song. You, you familiar with tortoise? No. Okay. I liked this one. This was a long ass fucking song. Okay, there's eight songs on this album. The there, album's 47 minutes. The eight songs are pretty long. Yeah, which is fine. Like that's that's fine. It's, mm-hmm. it's more post rock, I would think, than math rock. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I would say these guys have more mathy elements than like our math rock. You know what I mean? This isn't yeah. a good example of that. Here, I think that but... they used to be more mathy. Yeah. This is a for little. Sure. This album. Uh, um, and, oh, go ahead. This album. Okay, so I I listen to post rock. It's one of my one of my favorite genres. I would say that this, and I listen to math rock as well a lot. I think that this album is more is more close to like talk talk or or like uh, explosions in the sky bands like post rock bands than than any math rock band. There's no mm-hmm. um, there isn't any crazy time signature changes really. Yeah, I mean if there are, then it's very subtle. Some of them just have a weird <laughs> groove kind of. Yeah. More the mathy kind of feel. The structure is is really complicated on a lot of these songs I feel like yeah um, but for the most part it's very like drive driving forward there's no sudden changes which is characteristic of math rock yeah and <clears throat> you know what and driving forward no sudden changes is kind of one of the problems I have with this band as a whole I feel like yeah listening through their catalog a bit and even on this album it just doesn't really seem to I hate saying it doesn't go anywhere, but it truly doesn't go anywhere. I keep thinking to myself, like, there's nothing really in this type of music that I'm finding that excites me. Like, how I don't know how I would take any of these songs and describe it to someone and be like, yeah, you know that song? It's the one that goes like this in imitate. Yeah, you know. But you're 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 ro- you're roping them in with the type of music. What type of music? Like, what do you have any other bands you're thinking of when you think of that? Uh, honestly, everything you put in that playlist. <laughs> And I don't, you know... I think that this album is very different. I, I think that... Oh, no, no, no. This album is different. Yeah. But it's... There's something there that I can't pinpoint that is, that okay. is very similar. Yeah. What, what, what bands and what songs did you put in that playlist? So I, I, I made a little playlist of the, the lineage mm-hmm. of the Kinsellas. I put some Cap'n Jazz, some Owls, which is like... That's pretty mathy, I guess, compared to this. And then... Uh-huh. Uh, uh, some old American football and also promise ring, which is a branched off. Like it's not one of the family members, but it's like part of the lineage. Yeah. So that was, that was straight up emo and emo. I, I, I don't like emo, <laughs> even the emo that turned into like the used in my chemical romance. I don't like any of that. Yeah. Emo and is a complicated little, little thing Yeah, because, um, it kind of split off. So, so this, uh, this band is one of the, is not one of the forefathers, but it is like one of the most influential emo bands. But I, huh. I, when I think of like OG emo, I think of this band. I want to get your opinion of this real quick. That song was cool. Yeah. That song had a really good vibe to it. And I will say that one of the things I liked about this album is their use of effects. Yeah. And it's, it's very ambient. There's it's, a lot of, it's pretty well orchestrated. I think every song I, so when you say it, and I I agree with you that it, like it sounds like it doesn't go anywhere, but really I think the problem here is the production because it's so clean. Because I think that it really it it does go places. Like the songs are long and they move, but it's like all everything is so subtle. And yeah. Like 
edgeless. Mm-hmm. That's my problem with the album. But but let me just go on this finish finish this tangent here. Go this for is it. uh this is what I think of like OG emo. So you know emo emo is like punk. It's kind of analogous where it's like it started out in a completely different place and then got mainstream. Um, but this is Rites of Spring. This is uh, one of the OG emo bands. I don't like it already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like punk, basically. Yeah. But, but like, with emotional lyrics. So this is kind of what the emo branched off of punk. Mm-hmm. And then it became this, like, Taking Back Sunday, uh, whatever. <laughs> but um, American Football had, had a part in doing that, um, kind of making it more, more emotional. Yeah. So this album, is, I think it was cool because they brought in a lot of guest vocalists. Yeah. Um, which I did appreciate. Um, Let me run down the track list. Yeah, real yeah. Quick. We got Silhouettes, Every Wave to Ever Rise featuring Elizabeth Powell, Uncomfortably Numb featuring Haley Williams, Air Apparent, Doom and Full Bloom, I Can't Feel You featuring Rachel Goswell, Mind to Miss, and Life Support. So uh, you mentioned off air that you don't know who any of the people are on this album that is correct that's not correct because you've heard of paramore fuck uh yes that's Haley williams really yeah okay so to me that's very odd that's an odd odd pairing i would have never expected her to collaborate with them but i agree i think that uh, uncomfortably numb was one of the highlights for me. It wasn't on my... I don't think it was on my list, but I liked her part in it, actually. Hmm. Yeah, what'd you think about this song? It was okay. Yeah. And that's kind of my opinion of the album as a whole. It doesn't hurt to listen to it, but I think that I literally liked it less and less the more I listened to it. Hmm. And I found that I think I like everything besides the vocals. Yeah, the okay, so the vocalist has I think he's always been a little bit weak, to be honest. But it's like one of those DIY guys, you know, I, and and he's he's polished his vocals to the like the furthest point that they can get, but I think he's always been kind of a weak vocalist. I mean, I don't think he's a bad vocalist so much as I don't like this vocal style the way I I just I don't know what it is exactly. I don't like this vocal style and like this type of music i guess you know what I mean? yeah, like yeah it wasn't it didn't seem diversive enough to nothing grabbed me okay i think that um in my opinion of the song it kind of borders on cheesy it's like the feeling of it it's like so clean uh-huh it like and then this like call and response thing here but I liked it. I don't know. It's like it borders, but it never crosses that line for me because I think that the lyrics are are pretty good, and it it doesn't feel fake. It, it doesn't feel saccharine. It feels mm-hmm. good. So I think there's a lot more here than there is on their past two albums. Okay. There's a lot more to enjoy. Yeah, I I think uh, I don't know. Yeah, for newcomers, this might be a good place to start. Okay. Um, Which I am. Yeah. Yeah, I think that my main my main criticism, I don't I don't know if we are on quite on the same page with this album, but I think that my main criticism is similar to yours because I think that every song kind of has the same tone. With their first album, they kind of they had songs, maybe it was because it was so, a little bit 
more simplistic in structure and instrumentation. But for this one, it it felt like everything was very clean and like well arranged, but they all kind of felt the same in tone and like yeah uh, deliverance and and it it all kind of took itself a little too seriously. I think for me, um, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I think, I think, uh, like, don't get me wrong. Cause I'm, I'm a fan of this band. I think that this was a, like easily better than their last album. Yeah. Um, and I, I did think it was good and I understand when people say it's better than LP one, which I still think is the best, but you know, it, it just, I wish there was like a song that was like, like, Whoa, this song is crazy or this song is great. You know, it's like every song kind of feels like it's this, treading the same water you know what i mean yeah um, and i'm glad you had me go first because i knew that i was going to come in this with kind of a negative opinion <laughs> and yeah. so we can end on a high note but uh i don't know man it just uh n- just nothing about it excites me at all and that goes for this album and any of the other albums of theirs so uh i think we're just kind of repeating ourselves do you have any any standouts Silhouettes was one of my standouts, and I think Life Support, the last track, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I remember uh, thinking this one wasn't too bad. I listened to this album maybe half a dozen times. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you which song sounds like which song. Yeah. Sounds like what. I think my problem is is the production with that, because I, I really think that there's so... Well, maybe not the production, but like the arrangement. Everything is so edgelessly layered. Like, there's so many things that happen in each song, but it's like, what? You know, it's just like, you can kind of just ignore all of it. Yeah, and that was kind of my problem. And it's like, I don't need these abrupt changes necessarily, but give me something that's noticeable. Like here with the plucking of the guitar, like, this sounds nice, but if you do it on every fucking song, it just, it gets, it gets boring to me. Skip ahead real quick. Well, yeah, that's, but that reverb is so clean reverb is so nice I thought this was a good closer I, I think that it kind of ends abruptly though um, as for like a closer I don't think it worked that well it just kind of it's like ding that's it you know mm-hmm. I didn't think this song was that great I thought I thought this album kind of ended on a whatever note for me um, my two picks we haven't talked about yet uh, Air Apparent mm-hmm. do you remember this song let's find out yeah probably not <laughs> I thought that the beginning here reminded me of uh, Talk Talk, one of my favorite Talk Talk songs, New Grass. I thought that the drums, the drums throughout this whole album, I think, were really good. The drums are fantastic. Yeah, I that think might the drums, be the best part of it. That's the highlight yeah. for me, too. It's just so driving and, like, very... I like the rhythm section. The bass sounds great, too. Yeah. A good tone. Um, See, and this does sound... I will say this sounds different from their other stuff already. Yeah, I, I think that this is one of the standouts for me easily. And then there's this weird, like, pan flute that comes in or something. It's about to come in. Uh, maybe not. I just don't like the vocals, man. Like, it, it, it reminds me of... Um, shit, Death Cab for Cutie. Like that, a, like that's a, weird Like a me. really calm Death Cab for Cutie. I've never linked those two bands together. Yeah. There's one song in particular that I can't remember the name of that it's... That it really just the vocals are what it's reminding me of. So, so this song um, does a thing at the end where 
there's like children singing or something. Oh yeah. It reminds me of Lost Boys. Have you ever seen that? I have not, actually. <laughs> People talk about that movie all the time. I haven't seen it. Let me see if I can find the soundtrack here because I could be wrong, but I really got strong Lost Boys vibes from this. So it reminded me of Lost Boys. Let's see if I can find this part here. With the, like, the, the kids. <laughs> So let's go back. I guess. <laughs> Is that a stretch? I don't think it's that much of a stretch, but I think it's kind of just only because it's a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, but how often does that happen? Line. I don't know. Anyway. I feel like every generation has that's has a couple songs with a bunch of kids singing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. This that- is one of them for <laughs> For today's generation. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, yeah, this is the, the Lost Boys of our generation. <laughs> Great movie. I love that movie. I think it's the best really? vampire movie of all time. Yeah. Easily. I thought it was like good because it was kind of a like cheesy, like a cult classic. Yeah. It's cheesy um, in a good way. Even better than Blade? You don't think that's the greatest You know what? I haven't seen movie? Blade. I actually really? haven't seen a lot of the classic vampire movies. All three uh, of them are on Amazon Prime right now. Okay. I haven't seen Blade. I haven't seen Interview with a Vampire. Um, I have seen Nosferatu. Interview with a Vampire. Is that the one with Brad Pitt? Uh, is that Brad Pitt? I thought it was Tom Hanks, but maybe you're right. That's not Tom Hanks. I okay. Tom Hanks has done a vampire movie. What's the one with Nick Cage? Um, I don't know. Shit. It was, uh, Kiss, Kiss of the Vampire? Sure. I think Kiss of the Vampire. I kind of want to watch that because of um, have, have people might be familiar with the podcast. How did this get made? They t- t- watch bad movies and discuss it. Okay. With uh, yeah, Paul Shear, Jason Mendes, and June Diane Raphael. Uh, they did the Nick Cage one, whichever one that is. And listening to just the ridiculousness of that movie really makes me want to watch it because apparently he runs down the street saying, I'm a vampire. But it's like he can't say his R's or something. So he's saying, I'm a vampire. <laughs> but he's like screaming it out at the top of his lungs. And I found like a YouTube video or something that was just like a loop of that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just making me laugh so hard because it's just Nick Cage going hard. That sounds awesome. Anyway. Um, okay. So my other, you're done with your picks, right? Yeah, I think those two were my picks. My other pick was I Can't Feel You featuring Rachel Goswell. I think this was easily my favorite song on this album. I think Mm. this was the clear standout. It starts with these like weird tribal like home, home. But it's uh, the vocalist here is uh, the guest vocalist is Rachel Goswell from one of the most consistently awesome bands ever, Slow Dive. Um, Never heard of them. Yeah, I love Slow Dive, and they just they just kind of uh, picked up again. They they had an album out last year that's very good. Um, I bought it, very very good. But I, yeah, I think that this the drums come in here is like so good when they come in. At least we can find the moment. The d- drums are awesome. Like let me. We already said that, but I'm saying it again. But in this song in particular, like it just comes in suddenly. It just sounds amazing. Yeah. It, gonna come in don't get mad at us please american football 
<laughs> they're gonna get mad at me they're not gonna get mad at you yeah well just for like playing the whole song i even feel like i'm not phrasing the things that i'm trying to say properly i feel like i'm being pretty unfair it's not bad it's just not it's you just it's just kind of boring this part it's just you, you that let me do it again shit do it again <laughs> it just comes in the middle there it's like yeah what's it like oh fucking love it uh, anyway, <laughs> I I think that, and there's also a really cool like key change at the end here, where it, yeah, this this song kicks ass. It drops out here, boom. Yeah, Rachel Goswell, great. Also, I, I want to quickly mention the other guest vocalist. I'm not too familiar with uh, Elizabeth Powell. I think she's from. I forgot the name of her band, but a Canadian uh, emo band. But she does a cool little French thing here. I don't know. It's, I, I like I like when people sing in French. It sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> we discussed that a little bit last episode. We did. I don't know what she's saying. Uh, but yeah, those, so that wasn't one of my picks, but the last two were uh, I Can't Feel You and Air Apparent. I, I thought that the guest vocalists, all of them were, were great on this album. I th- yeah. I thought that, that at, every single time it added to the song. Every single time it right. improved the song. And in every single case, I think that they were stronger vocalists. Hmm. Not to say that Mike is a bad vocalist or... I hope I, hope no, I got the right Kinsella there. But, yeah, um, it is. You're right. But he, you know, it's just he kind of has one one style, you know? Yeah. And th- that's what you can kind of say about this whole album is it's it treads very, you know, it just it it stays in one one spot. Like this band knows what they're good at and they just they stuck to that one spot, which is fine. Yeah. I think that's that fans fans will and i think are loving this album i think it's unexpectedly good after lp2 but uh yeah you want to wrap it up here uh yeah we can wrap it up Your what uh what, what what are some of your final thoughts on this um i'm pretty happy with this album i so i i think i'm being i'm sounding like most of the things i'm saying i think are criticisms it's all the same criticism pretty much uh but overall for a reunion album this is very good like way better than i expected just a band that i'm not like as crazy about as i used to be right uh, i've kind of stopped listening to lp1 i definitely don't listen to lp2 um i just you know pick and choose some songs i i'll put on cap and jazz i'll go through phases where that's like all i lo- want to listen to um i love i love them i always will uh, Owls, great. I, I love the whole family. You know, Joan of Arc is even uh-huh. even cool. But yeah, I think it's a solid record. I think it's really cool, mature, interestingly structured album with like really interesting. It's it's a really interesting development for them. I think it it justifies their reunion more than their second album. Did, yeah, uh, which is cool. So overall, I'm happy with it. I just wish that. You know, there's like once one or two songs that were like not the same as far as tone. Uh, mm-hmm. Every every song kind of had the same type of tone, and 
all of the instrumentation was layered so perfectly and like reverbed in a way that's like hard to really appreciate. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things that happen in this album, but it's like, it just kind of just washes over you, I feel like. See, what's funny is I thought the use of reverbs and style of reverbs was incredible. Oh, I, I no, <laughs> I think I, that was, it's like well produced. Yeah. So I just, I just wish that there was some kind of edge to it where it was like, this production is, is like very technically good, but I just want, I want it like, I don't know, maybe bring something forward in the mix. Something, yeah. something to like, oh, this, you know, some hook. I'm getting like a sea mm. of like pretty and nice sounding things, which is nice. It's yeah. fine. It's like nothing is offensive. Nothing. It's just like two. It's like all ambience. Yeah. And it, it makes me think that this sounds more like a post-rock album Interesting. than, than, than previous albums because okay. it's more orchestral in a weird way. Yeah. For me. And people are probably going to think that I'm completely shitting on this band. It's not bad. It's not my thing, but I can like say these guys are talented. I think compared to the other two albums, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. I, like I said, I think this album is way better than those other two. It's just not my thing. Having said that, you know, I can kind of piggyback on what you were saying that it kind of just has the same tone across and just like it's there's not enough of an edge yeah necessarily yeah it's so it's i'm trying good. to be objective about it or subjective or whatever did we ever establish what the difference was objective and subjective don't make me sound stupid right now i don't know <laughs> trying to take myself out of my opinion of this style and give a justified review yeah i don't think i'm uh succeeding in that <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, continue. Yeah, I don't know. I think we've said a lot of similar things uh, over and over again. So let's just uh, let's let's I th- plug I think in we our have, ratings. We do have kind of similar critiques, which is interesting because this is a band that you like, and this is a style that you like, and this isn't anything that I like. Well, and and I'm I'm making similar critiques, but I'm also probably going to rate this higher than you do because. Like, I don't know. There's other bands in this genre that I gravitate toward more in emo, uh, in post rock, in if you want to say math rock. There's all every all those genres I have preferences. You know, bands I I like more. I don't cherish this band like like a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's something that I is very nostalgic. Like. Uh, their first album is very nostalgic for me, but I'm not like juicing up when I when I see this album. It's not like I don't know. I, I'm I'm happy that it's it exists, and I'm happy that it's as good as it is. And I actually the fact that I can like sympathize with the people that say it's better than LP One, like yeah, that's actually an okay thing to say, right? Which that's pretty cool. But I just don't have the same attachment. I think that a lot of my enjoyment of LP One is my nostalgia for it. Um, uh-huh. and really it's just two songs that I'm just going to play for the rest of my life probably. <laughs> uh, but you know, every once in a while I'll play that album all the way through. It's a great album. I, I own it on vinyl, but this album is not, there's no attachment. It's just good. It's just a good album. Good, interesting. And it's, it's impressive that they push their sound in the way that they did. I think it's like, I'm being hard on it because I want it to be better, but 
at the same time, it's way better than I would have expected. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just think that it's like, it's so close to being great. Like if it was, if there were like certain tweaks to make something stand out a little more, it, there's so many things about this album that they did right. And like so many unexpected ways that they recorded it that like, it, it's above expectation. So it's just like frustrating a little bit that it's like so samey throughout the whole thing is my main. Yeah. It's like, like you mentioned, there's subtle changes Yeah, as it goes, but like there's just, it's just, there wasn't enough dynamic for me. Yeah, the dynamics. That's a good way because it's it, there are a lot of things that happen in every song. Every every song does like takes interesting routes and turns and stuff. But yeah, there is no dynamics. It's just kind of the same. Th- like the drums kind of keep going, and you yeah. know, instruments just kind of get layered, uh, which is cool. It's fine. But um, anyway, what should we write this off of? Shoot. Um, let's see. Pigskins. Pigskins. Ah, that took me a second. We can do pigskins. Yeah, okay. You first. Oh boy. I think that I'm going to give this my rating has fluctuated across the board. Don't don't uh don't Because rate. I can't I can't just rate it low because I don't like this style of music. You, you know can. what I mean? I think it's fine. As long as you you make that clear. Don't rate it high just because you think that it's what it should be rated for people who enjoy it. You know, it's like, are we rating it based on our enjoyment? Or are we like, are we factoring in whether we like that type of music? Or are we rating it based off of if you like this type of thing? Here's what I think it should be. Uh, you know how how objective are we are we being on this? I think there there is a certain amount of objectivity like certain things that you can appreciate objectively that could factor into ratings. But I think ultimately it is just your enjoyment. My enjoyment. Yeah. Mm, But it's going to lower it a bit. Yeah. But if you're like, Oh, well they did this thing that was cool that I can appreciate. I don't know. I I take that stuff into account. Even if I don't like the album, like a lot of stuff here that we've reviewed, I, I I won't listen to ever again, but I appreciate the artistry behind it. But I think all in all it is, it is based. It should be based on your enjoyment. So, I won't be mad at you. I think I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay. I think uh, I think that's what I gave Brian Jonestown Massacre as well. Huh. I and I think I liked it probably about as much. Really? But I think I would go to Jonestown before I would. Uh, okay, not to Jones. I would go to back <laughs> to the Brian Jonestown Massacre album before I come back to LP3. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I was jumping between 6.5 and 7 uh, pigskins, but I'm going to go with 6.5 just because, I don't know, It it's good. It's really good. I think it's just, I think it's like well executed and better than expected. It's an album that I wasn't necessarily like pumped about, but it's like, I'm happy it's there. Yeah. And they, and they exceeded, they exceeded my expectations, but whatever. They were very low. So 6.5. Yeah. Right on. Alrighty. I accept. Uh, it's been established. Scott, you want to get out of here? Yeah. If anybody... Oh, you know what? I need to issue a formal apology to Randy Newman for saying fuck you on one of the other episodes. Why? <laughs> for the song Short People. I looked into it more. It's supposed to be from the perspective of like an idiot. Yeah, it was but... just prejudice. He could have made that more obvious. I didn't know that. 
I've been listening to that song since I was in eighth grade. I didn't know that. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Now that I get it, it's like, oh, okay. Unless he well, really does hate short people, in which case, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he responds. <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants to respond to us, uh, you can reach us at earbuddiespod at gmail.com and earbuddiespod on Twitter or Instagram. We have a we have a Facebook now, but uh, we've been struggling with the name. I've put an appeal to change the name to Earbuddies three times, and they seem yeah. to think it's an error. So Facebook's being weird. We are on Stitcher now, though. So tell your friends if you want to find us on Facebook. It's Ian and Scott <laughs> right now, and I can't yeah. I can't change it, and and it's some stupid automated thing that yeah I can't talk to a real person. So yeah. Anyway, well that's fun. Very fun. We'll be on YouTube soon, right? Yes, we will. We will be on YouTube soon. We are on Stitcher now. Yeah. So tell your friends. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. Tell your mother. Uh, Who is your daddy? What does he do? All right. And with that, this has been Ear Buddies. Hasta la vista. This has been another installment of the Ear Buddies podcast. Bye-bye now.